Hey, what's up, guys? It's Kota back here again at Achieve Greatness Podcast, episode three. So excited today. We have Warner Trejo with us today. I know we've been interviewing a lot of soccer players and they're journeying about becoming a professional soccer player, but Warner was a soccer player, but now he's into business and entrepreneurship. So we'll be talking about his journey, about becoming an entrepreneur and his journey uh, about running a business. Also in the future, um, I'm looking to do maybe like a solo podcast just by myself, kind of talking about what I've been going through, stuff about what I've been learning, a little bit more about personal development, how I can help you guys out. So if you guys have any topics about that, I would definitely would love to hear from you guys and it would definitely help me out a lot. So the best way to keep in touch with me um, is through Instagram. My personal Instagram is at kotonakayama one Please help and help share and subscribe the podcast so I can get at Kota Nakayama instead of just being the number one. Also, I'm going to be start doing more video clips um, on YouTube as well as on Instagram. So the Instagram for the podcast is The Achieve Greatness. So if you guys can definitely follow that as well. So um, we could keep posting great contents. And if you know anybody, you know, that wants to share their story about how they're achieving their greatness and how they can inspire other people as well. Uh, definitely, you know, I love to connect with people. And that's the main goal here at Achieve Greatness is to is to connect with like-minded individuals, you know, high achievers and see how their story um, and learn the different lessons that they learned throughout and inspire others as well. So with that being said, thank you so much for all the love and support. So excited for episode number three. With Warner, let's hear more about his story. Sakota, roll the intro music. Welcome back to the Chief Greatness Podcast. Today, I actually have a special guest. Uh, we'll be having Warner Trejo. He is actually an entrepreneur success coach. In addition, he's one of the sought-after trainers in the financial services industry, where he emphasizes on developing businesses and brokers. He's been featured and been all over the place, all over social media. So if you haven't heard this guy already, he's everywhere. He's been on Medium Magazine as well as Los Angeles Tribute. He's been hosting and the founder of the State in the Big podcast, which is also on IGTV and also on Spotify. So you can find them there as well. I'm talking about habits, mindsets, how to become a high achiever, whether it be if you're an athlete or an entrepreneur. But most importantly, at the end of the day, He's actually one of my dear friends and throughout this whole pandemic situation, I just really appreciate the friendship that we've developed over the, over this time and someone that I could always reach out to for valuable information. So someone that has truly a big heart and always wanting to help people. So appreciate that. And so, yeah, with that being said, thank you and welcome to the Chief Greatness Podcast, Warner. Oh, man. Thank you for having me on. This is exciting, man. I know I know the behind the scenes, I, you know, the time that it's taken to develop this, uh, we're finally here, so let's rock and roll, man. Definitely. Yeah, I just wanted to give you a big thank you, to, especially because um, I've been seeing your journey um, ever since this whole coronavirus kind of started. Um, you know, yeah. a lot of what we've been doing has been switching over virtually, and I've just seen the success that you had. And I've always wanted to kind of start branding myself within this industry um, as an entrepreneur. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then you were kind of one of the big push. I was like, hey, man, I kind of want to start this podcast. What do you think? And he's like, yeah. just go like what are you waiting for and i'm like Shoot, get me on the podcast i'm like okay i gotta yeah. get my good stuff i gotta start taking notes and get everything on so really want to appreciate you so much for that yeah thank you man it was uh yeah i remember that conversation too man and we're here definitely we're so we're here now so yeah you know we like like you said especially your brand you you brand yourself in as an entrepreneur i just want to know a little bit of backstory like when people say like, you know, you have to be born an entrepreneur or yeah. like, oh, you have to become an entrepreneur. Were you, did you always have this kind of mindset? Like what was your upbringing? Like how did it came to be to become an entrepreneur? Yeah, man, that's a, that's a good question. Cause I don't get to answer that question. I don't get to be on this side of it too many times. Right. Um, yeah. My fault, my, uh, I, I, I was born and raised with a Salvadoran family. My parents came here from El Salvador. They uh, fled a war. They wow. met here in the they yeah they met here in the states, and um, my father was always he he when he first got here he met someone who was a, a German business owner, mm. and his last name was Warner. That's where I get my first name. Interesting. And so my my father was always like, man, I want my son to be you know in business one day, and that's just something that he always told me as a kid. It was this the idea of being it wasn't necessarily 
I didn't know what it looked like. I didn't know that it was called entrepreneurship. I didn't know that, you know, I just, I just knew that there was always this idea of, Hey, you got to be in the independent. Um, and, and, and one of the reasons why he enjoyed, my father enjoys, he always, he's a senior pastor now, but he okay. always instilled in us this idea of, of, Hey, you're, you, you have so much natural talent, develop that and expand because inside of what can be, um, certain, certain, he, he was just this type of, that's just the type of energy he is. Right. Mm-hmm. And so my mother was always very much, um, she always encouraged the creative part of, of, of who I was as an individual. And, and so it's funny cause growing up as a kid, I was always a kid who asked questions. Mm-hmm. I was, I was always asking questions. Why, why this, why that? Well, mm-hmm. why do I have to do that? Well, why? Right. Um, right. Challenging I, I always, the status quo. Because I, I was always like, there's other ways to do this thing. Like, right, let me right, do right. it. Let me do that. And so, and, and I remember like giving my parents a headache for that, you know, because school counselors would, would label me as, oh, um, you know, he, he's, 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 he's not a great student. And I wasn't like, to be <laughs> honest, I hate, I hated school, <laughs> but I, re- I, I jokingly, my mom and I still joke through it till this day about, one of my counselors, her name was Miss Cardona. Mm. And, and I'll say her name because Lord knows where she is right now. <laughs> um, um, but one of the things that they would always tell me was, was, oh, you know, he's, she actually told my mom, he's not going to mount to anything. He's, he's distracted. He's, he's talking to other people. He always talks too much. Well, guess what, Miss Cardona? I got a podcast and I'm still talking. Hey. Hey. <laughs> um, but there was, it was this idea of, I didn't talk necessarily. I'm purposely trying to be a distraction. It's just that my mind's like going a hundred miles an hour. This is, I know that this doesn't apply to any kind of career. Cause it's just like, when I see my dad at home and in his career, he, he's not talking about anything that we studied in school. So, mm-hmm it definitely stemmed from my parents, just mm. this idea of freedom. Um, and <laughs> I, I, I said this in an event with, with one of our, with one of our business partners. And it was like, a, the ultimate, I guess, push to like jump on with my business was I tell them I, I, I used to have a seven figure income and they were like, <laughs> really? I'm like, yeah, I, I had seven different jobs to figure out what real income was. <laughs> so it, so it was just like, it was very hard for me to sustain something because I would get bored. Mm-hmm. More than being bored, I would see the leadership and I'm like, dude, I'm so much better than you. Mm-hmm. Like, I am so much better than you. And so, like, that, that was just something that, that my parents instilled in me from a young kid is like, hey, be creative and be competitive. Be creative and be competitive. Be creative and be competitive. Mm-hmm. So that, that you know, I, I would say that that's where that entrepreneur spirit comes from. Yeah. Okay, definitely. And then growing up, I also heard from the community that you're a big baller. You played a lot of sports growing up. So I know a lot of, yeah, definitely a lot of our audience um, or my audience is basically people that are athletes as well. And I kind of want to also know, like, did sports kind of affect how you interpret business and entrepreneurship, like hand in hand? Okay, tell tell us about that. Yeah, Yeah, uh, so growing up, so when my father came to the United States, my father grew up playing soccer. He was okay. a great soccer player. And uh, he comes to the United States and he falls in love with basketball. Mm. Go figure. It was Showtime Lakers. Okay. So he falls in love with Magic and Showtime and Worthy and Kareem and, you know, Norman Nixon and Coop, everybody. So I grew up loving basketball. Mm. Oh, my God. I grew up playing basketball. And everyone would always i'm a lefty everyone would always tell me dude play soccer dude play soccer dude play soccer i was quick i was fast nice i get to college and the soccer coach sees me there and i'm I'm trying out for the basketball team actually at the jc and the soccer coach sees me and he goes um what are you doing and i'm like what he's like dude you're like you're five eight bro like <laughs> have you tried have you tried playing uh soccer and i was like no i've actually played basketball and football um early on and so until I got to college, I was like, oh, I'll try it. I'll try it. And I fell in love with soccer, dude. I was just like, I felt it was like, it was an obsession. It was literally an obsession. It was day in, day out. Like, like I keep buttoning and unbuttoning the shirt. I'm like, nah, it's not- <laughs> <laughs> um, it was like day in, day out. I would practice three times a day. 
because I knew I had to catch up. I had to catch up to the level of these other guys. Mm-hmm. I never played club. I never played high school ball. And so um, I just knew I had an advantage. And my advantage was I'm a lefty mm. and I'm fast. Mm. And, and like, for whatever reason, like, I've always been, cre- I was a creative point guard. I was a, you know, I was always this creative. I'm all, I'm a, I'm a, I, I enjoy creativity. And so that translated in soccer. And like one of my biggest, one of my biggest influences early on was Ronaldinho. Like, mm. like, dude, creative. like, I just, I just love the megs and the turns. And anyways, how did that translate into business? Well, one of the things that my, one of the rules that my dad always taught me when I played my first college game ever, he's like, dude, there's two things. Either the ball goes through or the guy goes through, <laughs> but never, never both. Right. And so like, I was like, you're, you know, your typical midfielder. I, I would, if I wasn't, I wasn't new to getting yellow cards. Like I was, I'm, I'm feisty when I get out of <laughs> Like when I'm inside the lines, bro, I'm like, yo, I'm trying to rip your head off. Right. And so, and so, uh, in, in, you know, that, that, that was in sports. So I was always that competitive dude. And like, I would wrote it always like whenever we'd play like a, you know, we, we play like Rio Ando and like, they have someone who's like, Oh, he's, he's the state or the conference player of the year. I'm like, no, you're not, not in my field. You're not like you, you're going to be state in conference somewhere else, but you're not going to take that in here. That was just always my mindset. Right. Mm. How does that translate into business? Well, what I realized entrepreneurship is you have the freedom to compete. Like you don't have to be a jerk about it. Like, you know, on the field, I, I, you know, sometimes I may have been a jerk, right. but, but in business, like, like I can compete with people. Where, whereas in a job, it's like, oh, well, that guy has tenure over here. He's been here for 15 years. I don't give a rip. I'm better than you, dude. Like, you know, in business, that that you have the freedom for that to happen. So for me, I fell in love with that. I fell in love with the idea of, like soccer, I didn't play club. I didn't play high school. I didn't have all that experience. But I was able to, like, yo, if I put in the time and the work and the effort, I'm going to catch up. And when I catch up, bro, I'm going for your head. I'm going for it all. I feel that I have that opportunity in business. I didn't go to USC. I didn't go to Stanford. I didn't go to Notre Dame, Harvard, you know, uh, Penn State. I didn't go to any major school. So like in my, I've always have like, it's almost like I grew up with a chip on my shoulder. Like, hey, yo, bro. Like, oh yeah, you had Charles Schwab call you. I don't give a rip. I'm gonna get after you. And that's what business offered to me. And that's where I fell in love. And so where does that translation come in place is that, in business, like in sports, if you put in the time, you can get better. If you put in the time, you can always grow. Because there's a lot of dudes in soccer, when I played soccer, they're so freak athletes, man. Like, there's some dudes that are, like, just naturally fast. They're just naturally got, like, hops. I'm like, hey, you don't have hops if I elbow you in the chest. <laughs> like, you, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, so, like, business to me is like, hey, find, find, your, find your way in entrepreneurship. And and it allows, once you find your way and you find your flow and you find your groove, it allows you to compete. And so that to me was the biggest thing is like, all right, man, because I, I didn't get, I didn't, once, once college ended, like that was it for sports. I, I wasn't good enough to go pro. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, dude, but I'm still competitive. That doesn't go away. You know what I'm saying? And so, and so that entrepreneurship allowed me that. And so that, that was my biggest translation was, you know, how, where, where, where can I put this competitive place at? And, and the creative place as well, as you talked about, like with the podcast and social media, it's allowed me to just like elaborate on my expressive side. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's, it's, it's been a good transition, man. Awesome. So you finish up playing sports, you have this competitive nature, you have this creative juice and you're just trying to figure stuff out. And then you end up kind of diving into the financial services industry, which is something, I don't know, like as a, as a soccer player, probably something yeah. you don't often think. How did you kind of dive yeah. into it, right? How did you end up getting yeah. into that? So, so it wasn't that. So I finished college. I go to DC. I, I went to Virginia. I moved to Virginia. And, and I, 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 I moved to Virginia for a year. And then I come back. When I came back, I'm trying to make a long story short. I come back um, and I work for a design firm in Irvine. I'm working on like landscape and hardscapes. I'm working on like really nice homes. And I'm, I'm getting the... The, I'm getting the expressive and creativeness and, and the art form of me, you know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, a, I'm able to do that. So I enjoy that part of it. And, and one thing I started to notice is that the ceiling, the ceiling of what my income, my potential could be, wasn't too hot. It was like a, a little over 120 grand. And I was like, that's it. 
Like, that's it. There's dudes that have been here for 15 years, and that's it. That's all mm-hmm. they make. And what I started to notice is that in my mind, I was like, you've been here for 15 years, dude. I'm so much better than you. But yet, you get paid more than me. Anyways, um, a friend of mine, something, something tragic happened in his family. And through, through that experience, they met with someone um, who was in the industry. Mm. And, and so that person, so my friend introduces me to, he's like, hey, you got to meet this guy. Um, I didn't know who he was. Um, his name is Christopher. Um, and I'm like, Christopher, okay, I'll meet Christopher. So I meet him, I meet him at a Starbucks. At a Starbucks, dude. At a Starbucks, and I meet, okay. this, this is this 50-year-old white dude, like, you know, he, he has a suit on. And I'm like, what? Who is this guy? What does he, what do, what do he want? And so we talked nothing about business. We talked baseball. Hmm. We talked baseball. He was a massive Cardinals fan. And so, uh, like, he kept texting me every other week. Like, hey, man, how about the Dodgers? Or how about, and I'm like, I would tell my friend, hey, your boy's texting me. What, like, what do you want? <laughs> so six months later, this is six months after we met at Starbucks. Six months later, I was always curious. I was like, you have a nice suit, but you don't have a nice car. But you, ha- but you own your own business. Like my curiosity was like, it's not, he didn't have a bucket, but it was just like, he didn't have like a Range Rover. He didn't have like a, right? So I'm just, I was just always curious. And, and, and he's like, he's like, come down to my office. I'm like, all right, fine. You know, so I finally go down to his office and uh, he goes, this is his, his question. Tell me about your mentors. And I was like, oh, OK. I was like, man, Tony Robbins, hey. Gary Vee, yes, Grant, Card- Grant Cardone, Les yes, Brown, Jim Rohn. Right. And and he goes, nice. And I'm like, there's this new guy. This yeah. is what this is. This is four years ago. So okay. this is I'm like, there's this new guy that just, just jumped on the map. He, he did this video with Grant Cardone. His name is Ed Milet. Hey. And, he, and he goes, oh, Ed Milet's your mentor. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, yeah. And he goes, ah, he, he starts laughing. And he goes, you got to meet my wife. And I'm like, man, what? Like, it's a weird, <laughs> it's a weird stuff, right? So he goes, uh, Michelle, come in the room. And uh, Michelle's his wife. Michelle comes into, into and he goes, uh, Warner says that his mentor is Ed Milet. And she goes, uh, oh, you know, Eddie. And I'm like, who the hell is Eddie, dude? <laughs> and so he's laughing. She's laughing. And I'm like, what's happening? She goes, oh, I'm sorry. Ed Milet backs <laughs> out. And I was like, I'm lost. So I look at Christopher and I'm like, what's happening? And she goes, uh, Ed Milet is her brother. And I was like, what <laughs> like and, and i didn't even know i mind you i still don't know what the hell they do for a living mm-hmm. i'm like and he goes you don't want to know where you want to know where he made his money i'm like yes he made his money here oh dude what do i gotta do Let's go. <laughs> so that, that was my introduction to the business it was uh like it was just like this 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 moment of alignment if you will right it was just mm-hmm. like dude i thought i was like years away from meeting you know, this type of level of opportunities. And it was like, no, it's right here in my lap. Some guy at Starbucks. (laughs) Some dude I met at Starbucks through a, it was like a friend of a friend of a friend. Yeah. Right. Wow. That's really interesting. Okay. So interesting way getting into that industry and starting your own business. And so far um, in entrepreneurship, what, what are some things that you've learned over the times? Was was it what you expected or was it a little bit different? Oh man. Hey, this is, I'm, I'm a, I'm a quote, a friend of mine, her name is Bobby Awad. Bobby, mm-hmm. remember this quote. She, she said this, not everything that glitters is gold. Mm. And, and this is why I'll say that. Um, wow. Early on, you know, you, 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 <laughs> when I first started, I was like, yo, I'm gonna get rich next week. Let's go. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna have a million bucks in my bank. And like, and then, and then the journey starts and you hit the wall and you just fall. Right. And, and it was just like, dude, like what people don't realize is that with an income, there comes an identity. Mm. Like, and, and so when you've only ever made my max income at the time was 80,000 a year, Mm. when you've only ever made that, you cannot comprehend what it takes to make 150, Mm. what it takes to make 200,000 what it takes to even make half a million. Like we're not even talking millions yet, right? 
And so for me, that was the biggest thing was like, I had to get through a place to where I needed to develop myself. It did. It wasn't even a, it wasn't even a matter of, do I know how to go make money? It was, do I know how to go build a business? That's different than everybody knows how to go make money. You, easy. Go get a job. Go, go ask the government, go collect cash. You can make money. Mm-hmm. The, you know, that money's still green. The difference was changing the identity so that I create a business. Cause in business, you gotta, you gotta remember you're, you're, you're 1099, right? There's right. no, you gotta, you gotta figure out your assistance. You gotta figure out your, where you're going to get your leads from. You gotta figure out what like, you gotta keep yourself accountable. You gotta. And so one of the biggest things for me was transitioning from, okay, I now have to better my habits. Mm-hmm. I now have to change my mindset. And as soon as those things started to change, these are the other things that start to change. Your friendships start to change. Mm. Your priorities start to change. Your time management starts to change. The things you watch on TV, the things you don't watch on TV. I started to read. What the hell? I hated reading, reading, dude. And so it's just like all of these things start to change. And I wasn't ready for that. Mm. I wasn't ready for that. But one thing I did know is that I wasn't ready to quit either. Mm. Wow. And so that's... That was yeah. the thing that just kept me like, dude, I got to get, I got to keep going, man. Mm-hmm. So the one thing you were kind of talking about is like, if you want to get to that next level, you have to change your identity, right? You can't take that old self to that new place yeah. you have to change yourself. And I think the, um, especially me, um, heavily getting to entrepreneurship, I didn't realize the personal development you just do on your own. Cause that that's yeah. like super important. Right. So, um, same thing too, you know, like just right off the bat, me just talking to you, I already see the mindset you have um throughout your personal development journey was there anything in particular that you've learned or that comes back time and time again like a single lesson that you learned that kind of that that's a key to your success yeah yeah so i i so christopher christopher shout out to christopher schleyman he's my mentor um one of the things he taught me was if 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 you're think of yourself inside of a a swimming pool Hmm. and and you put a soccer ball down in the pool and you let it go, what's going to happen to that soccer ball? You want to create people that are self-sufficient. You want to create people that are independent. So you want to create leaders. Mm -hmm. So in order to become that leader that creates leaders, you got to increase that capacity. Mm. Wow. Super great point. I like, I like saying, um, understanding myself better. It's a really good point. Um, and in, in our industry, right. A big thing is, um, about leadership development. And I mean, that in itself is a big challenge. I like to say oftentimes, personal development is yourself and then leadership development is just a whole nother level of, yeah. of challenges within itself. Um, do you, what are some thoughts and like leader in, within leadership development that, that you've, you've saw over the years? Yeah, it's it. Wow. Um, obviously when, when, when your capacity increases, you can do more things mm. you learn you. One of the biggest things was learning to delegate, right? Mm. Like learning a, a big part of emotional intelligence as well was like, I can learn to delegate that responsibility to someone else. It's not that I'm above it. I just know that that's not what I'm good at. That's mm-hmm. not what my strengths are. And a big part of leadership is not the ability to do it all. A big mm. part of leadership is understanding. <laughs> there, 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 there's a quote that says, you want to go fast, go alone. You want to go far, go with a team. Right, if you right, want to go right. with a team, you have to understand people's strengths and people with um, weaknesses. More than understanding their strengths and weaknesses, you got to understand your own strengths and weaknesses. So for me, I think early on, I wanted to do it all. I wanted to do it all. No, I wanted my hands in everything. And then you realize there's not enough hours in the day to do that. But but you still got to go to that process to learn what are your weaknesses. Because like it was a lot of failures. And I think the school system teaches us, oh, you got to pass. You got to pass. You cannot fail. But then life teaches you the more you fail, the better you get. Mm. So, so, so one of the things that I learned early on was like, dude, fail fast, mm. fail fast. If you hit your face and you didn't learn, go hit your face again. <laughs> like, like, right. And it was just like, it was the only thing. And were there headaches for sure? Do they consider to be headaches for sure? And the beauty about our business is that we work with people. Mm. The unfortunate part of our business is that we work with people. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just, it's just like, like understanding, understanding, okay, I can, you can create a certain culture, but you got to also understand the differences in people. 
Like not everyone has my upbringing. Mm -hmm. Therefore, there's certain people I can I can go at them and talk to them direct and like be like you know as if I was on the field. But that there's some people that have never played a sport and they're mm -hmm. like, you know, you say one cuss word and they're just like, dude, I'm shut down. I'm, you're not, you know. So understanding those differences comes with that growth, with that increase in capacity and have the emotional capacity to take that responsibility on mm -hmm. because you're going to have people on your team that, hey, sometimes they still have a part-time job or sometimes mm -hmm. they still have the nagging boss or, or whatever other stuff that they may bring. As a leader, you got to be in a position where I can take that. Mm, I, wow. I, can I can receive that and I can give you feedback and we can grow from there together. A lot of time people think that they want to be the leader, yet they don't want that responsibility within themselves, right? That's really awesome. For sure. Yeah, one of the big things that I've seen over the years is just you're very good with people. Like I've just seen you're such mm. a people person um, all, all the time. Like even when, when, we're, when we're talking together, um, I just always feel happy about myself. And I've always seen that you're very good at like building relationships within mm -hmm. within just in person or through social. And I've seen that over and over again. I want to know your thoughts. Like, you know, like they say, like your network is your net worth, right? So yeah. touching upon that. Um, yeah, I, I was what? listening. Yeah, I was listening to one thing. You were you you said something like, "I rather have the relationship than get the sale." So can you touch upon sure. that? Yeah, one hundred percent. So so I'll answer the first question. Okay. Um, one of the things, one of the things, thank you for that, because that wasn't always the case. That wasn't always Warner. Warner was always like, yeah, Warner's talented, but that dude's direct. Like that dude is going to give it to you how it is. And what I realized is that, 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 that's not leadership. That's just being a jackass. Like, that's just, that's just, you know, like, and I didn't want to be that guy. So a big part of one of the main things was um, having affirmations. And one of my I say these affirmations all the time and, I, and I'll share it with the audience. And it's, in other words, you are blessed, you are highly favored, your family deserves the best version of you, your business deserves the best version of you, but most of all, the world deserves the best version of you. Now, why do I say that? I knew there was a bigger purpose than me, than what I want, than what I feel. Why do I say that? Because when I met you or whoever I do meet in person or online or Zoom or whatever it may be, mm. that person deserves to see the absolute best version of myself, mm. regardless of the BS that happened 15 minutes ago, regardless if I had a flat tire. Regard Dude, that's not because those things happened in my life. That's not your fault. Mm. So it is my responsibility to give my absolute best to that person that I'm about to meet. And wow. so why is that important? What do I know if, what do I know if you, you, I don't know, maybe someone passed away or maybe, maybe you're going through some stuff and you just need someone to just listen to you. Mm -hmm. You just need someone to just smile and be like, Hey, what's up? Mm. Right. So I don't know that. So I can't put my pressures or, or my lack of emotional instability on someone else. Mm -hmm. So what I, one of the biggest things was like that affirmation says, it is my responsibility to give you the absolute best version of me. Um, so that, that's, that's something that's been, you know, through the process, something that I've generally worked on. And I'm glad you said that because that's what I want moving forward. That's exactly what I want people to remember me as, as, Hey, who's Warner? Damn, dude, that dude, you talk about a guy that'll fire you up. It's that guy. You mm -hmm. talk about a guy that'll change, shift your energy. It's that guy. That's, that's something that I've worked on so hard. Mm -hmm. Now, with regards, you talked about the relationships, right? Mm -hmm. For, for me, for me. Early on in entrepreneurship, I used to always look for the sale. It's, yo, we in business for money. And we are. We're, I, I got into business for money. I didn't come here. At the beginning, I, I would always say, dude, I'm, I'm not here to make friends. I'm here to make money. Let's go. <laughs> right. right? Which, which, yes, it's why people become business owners. Mm -hmm. But a big part of what's unique about our business is that we work hand in hand with leadership development. Therefore, I would much rather miss a short-term sell mm -hmm. and to gain a long-term relationship with anybody, mm -hmm. even if they don't, even if they don't join me in business, mm -hmm. even if they don't become business partners with me or a client of mine, mm -hmm. at the end of the day, if I'm able to impact your life, that goes beyond a hundred bucks in their commissions. Mm -hmm. That goes beyond a thousand bucks in commissions. Mm -hmm. Like it's the idea of, dude, I'm here to impact. And that extends outside of commission-based business. That extends outside of 
am I going to have a, what's the word we always use? Am I going to have a, um, a vested interest in this person? Dude, even if you don't have a vested interest in this person, if, 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 I grew up in a pastoral home and they would always say, oh, being Christian is being Christ-like. Hey, if you're going to be Christ-like, make an impact even with people that you don't give a rip about. Mm, wow. And so that, that's, that's been my thing. It's like, I'm going to build a relationship. I'm going to give you the best version of me. There's two things you can control in life. You can control your mindset and mm. you can control your activity. Mm. I cannot control what Coda or what his audience thinks about me. Mm-hmm. I cannot control what they do after they hear this. Mm-hmm. What I can control is that I gave you the best version of myself and that I'm going to continue my path. Mm. Wow, that's so amazing. Wow. Definitely. Yeah, um, great. Dude, I'm fired up, bro. Let's go. <laughs> I'm so fired up. <laughs> Even though we're virtually here. So, um, you know, right now in this whole situation, a lot of our business have been switched digitally. How have you been able to, you know, keep that relationship wise and that communication going, especially through social? There's a fun stat. I, 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 I don't want to misquote the stat and I don't remember where I read it from, okay. but it was, um, it was a percentage of, of, so it, it takes, it takes people on average three days to answer back to an email. Mm. It takes people on average three hours to reply back on a phone call. Mm. It takes people on average three minutes to reply to a text. Mm. Now, why do I say that? The digital world, dude, I can text you. I can tag you. I can video time you. I can FaceTime you. I have so many more. I have so much more arsenal to my, to my, to my toolbox now that I didn't have before, Mm. before, you know, I had to drive to go see a client. Now Mm. I, Instead of instead of commuting an hour and a half to go see a client, that's every 30 minutes. That's an appointment. That's three appointments instead of one drive to go see one client. Right. So the digital world, what it's done, it's, it's facilitated everything for me. Mm. Like it's allowed me to grow in my digital space, which is social media, which mm. is beautiful. Like, hey, dude, if you still think social media doesn't work, wake up. Like mm-hmm. it's it's the new world. Like right. it's this is the new norm. There right. is no getting back to normal. Right. Like. Zoom is the jam now, right? Like, <laughs> right, like, right. like it's just it's just a different world. The 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 reach is more. I'm now able to work. Uh, there's no more state boundaries. Mm. Like I don't have to. Hey, I know an office in Philadelphia. I can I can connect you to. I, no, dude, I know you. Here's my Zoom link. I can connect with you. Right, right. You do, like I can connect with you as frequent as possible, as much as possible, as far as possible. Mm. Wow. So for, for for me, the biggest shift was understanding okay i gotta adapt everything to what it is digitally but mm-hmm. once once i've adapted hey my reach is unlimited now i'm mm-hmm. everywhere bro mm-hmm. like like it i it's funny because we look at commercials why do we know mcdonald's we don't know mcdonald's because they have the best burger in the world we right. know mcdonald's because it's everywhere bro mm. it's everywhere right Coca-Cola, it's everywhere. Right. Well, guess what? I want Warner to be everywhere. (laughs) Definitely. Like, like I may not be the prettiest face, but damn, I'm the face you see all the time. (laughs) You're all over my social media all the time, man. People say, like, man, I don't like being on social media. It's negative. I'm nope. You got to follow Warner. (laughs) He's everywhere. (laughs) Definitely. I really like that mindset. I think it was more of a mindset thing because when this whole coronavirus situation happened everything went digital i think a lot of people thought of it more as a challenge but i see you thinking of it more as an opportunity how can i better myself how can i you know get my reach even bigger and i've seen over the time like your social media has just been blowing up and it's been going um you know it's been growing and succeeding what can you tell let's say if someone wants to get into business or into entrepreneurship how can they succeed yeah. in that social in that social media aspect how can they grow their brand how can they grow their business within social yeah so yeah, that's a good question. Um, one one thing is it it with anything it'll take time. Mm-hmm. It'll take time. Um, the first idea, <laughs> the first idea you have, it's probably gonna suck. It actually it should suck. <laughs> I'm in, dude. If if you, I I, I won't show them to you. Yeah. But if you were to see like my first versions of branding, it yeah. was like oh my oh, <laughs> what the hell was I thinking? But, it takes that idea to make it better. Mm. And then you just make it better. You make it better. You make it better. Sometimes it'll take you, it'll take you six, six weeks. Sometimes it'll take you six months, whatever yeah. it takes, just stick with it. This is one of the other things too. Um, for me, one of the biggest things was 
in sports, you have a basketball coach, a fitness coach, a health coach, a, uh, a diet, a diet coach. Um, you know, in school, you got a school counselor, you got a, you know, you got all these people in place to help you get you through you to get you through things. Mm -hmm. But yet when it comes with money and when it comes with branding and when it comes with social media, nah, I don't need a coach. I got this. (laughs) Hey bro, you need a coach, right? You need a mentor to Mm -hmm. figure that crap out because your stuff sucks. Mm -hmm. Like sometimes you just need somebody to tell you, maybe not that your your stuff sucks, but Hey, this can be better. Right, Right. Right. So for me, one of the biggest things was finding people that can, like I found Christopher in business. I also found, you know, I'm a shout out Jay Gothier. You mm. see Jay Gothier's social media, the dude's like, you know, he's like, he's at it. So right. find people, find people you look up to and dude, like it doesn't, you know, you, you can't always, you know, get to the Ed Milets and get to the Grant Cardones and get to, to Tony Robbins, but find people that are higher than you and learn from them. Mm. So always, whether it's in branding, whether it's in business, whether it's in marketing, whether it's in social media, try to interact with pages that you like what you like what you see. And if they're better than you reach out, okay. like, Hey, how can you help me? Mm-hmm. Oh, so let's say, for example, let's say, for example, I want to start a business. I come across your page. I really like your branding. I really like what's the best way to approach you and try to like, you know, how you say like give value without being like, Hey, like I want your time. Let's go get coffee. You know yeah. what I mean? Like how, to, uh, how can I build that I mean, relationship? I mean, for, for on, on a personal level, I can't speak for everyone else. Right. On a personal level, I, I try my best as possible to respond to all my DMs mm-hmm. on, a, on a timely matter. I'll respond to them. Right. But like for, for me, like I said earlier, for me, the biggest thing is building relationships. Mm-hmm. Like, like be mindful of, hey, these are people, right? right. Like, like build relationships with people, reach out to people, DM them, be professional, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like, like is it's, and I, I'm always willing to help. Like, I'm always willing to help. To me, it's, it doesn't take 40 minutes to write back. It's like okay. 20 seconds. Um, but just reach out. My, my mom would always say when I was a kid, Hey, the, the wheel that doesn't squeak doesn't get the oil. Mm. Like reach out for help. It's take your, Hey, get your ego, get your ego and throw it. Like, <laughs> Put it aside, bro. Right. It's not going to get you anywhere. Right. You know what ego means? Edging greatness out. Mm. Stop wow. edging your greatness out and go ask for help. Wow, that's really awesome. Definitely. So I see you starting your brands, going big, you know, promoting it everywhere. And then all of a sudden, I kind of see you start making this switch and you're, and you're interviewing a lot of people. You're starting your podcast. How did that kind of came to be? And was there something that kind of inspiration? Was there someone you looked up to or? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, for, for me, it was very selfish, man. And I'll tell you why quarantine happened. You don't have that access to leadership anymore. Right. Well, not, not as often as you did when you had not when we were all in office. So for me was, I was always driven. I was always confident. I was always, I was, I was always like a go getter mentality, uh-huh. but I didn't, I didn't know how to go find a mentor. What right. the hell? Like, I didn't even know what that even meant. <laughs> and so, and so for me, it was, if I was that way, imagine the person that's shy. Mm. Imagine the person that isn't entrepreneurial. How are they ever going to find a mentor? Right. So for me, it was like, dude, I can use my platform. So instead of them looking for mentors, I can bring mentorship to them. Wow. That's powerful. And, and so for me, the biggest thing was like, what can I do to provide um, value one of the biggest shifts for me was when you ask, how can I help you mean it? Mm. So when I, when, when the thought I would ask myself was how can I help my audience? But I meant it, I took action in it. And the biggest way I can help somebody was bringing value. The biggest thing you could bring someone is resources and value. Once you bring that dude, you'll just, people want, people want to build relationships with that type of individual. So for me, for me, it was, like I said, at the very beginning, it was selfish because it was like, dude, I get to ask the questions I want to ask. But then I started, <laughs> right. well, it's still the truth, right? Yeah, right, right? Like, but the beauty about it is that I can now share that with everyone else. And it's, it doesn't take anything from me. If anything, we all grow together. Wow, that's awesome. Okay, so we're coming down to the close. Um, I have final questions for you. Um, so regarding everything that we talked about so far, whether it be in business or in life, 
was there one point like was there is there a best moment in your in your in your career that you always kind of cherished about and was it like like worth it like maybe you worked really hard to get to that point yeah dude my first promotion and i'll tell you why um like i said earlier a big part of business is your identity shift right like like i knew i knew personally that i can i i know how to make money I knew that personally. Mm-hmm. What I didn't know, I my identity had to change. I didn't know how to really be a leader. Mm-hmm. I was just because I was vocal in sports doesn't mean I was a leader. Mm-hmm. I was like, I was just a jerk, dude. Like, you know, I was just the guy that was like, I'm just trying to win whatever it takes, dude. If I gotta punch somebody in the mouth, I'll punch him in the mouth. <laughs> in in business, you cannot do that. So for me, my first promotion was this was my first eye-opener to, hey, you have the ability to influence, impact, and lead people. Not only that, but it also shifted my mind that, hey, what you do for a living can impact someone's life and don't take it lightly. And so for me, the biggest thing in my business was it was the it was the reality of this is my real identity. I just didn't know it yet. I had to go discover it. It's like, have you... <laughs> It's like the guy with no abs. Hey, guess what, everybody? Everybody has abs. <laughs> Problem is, some of us have more fat in front of it than others. Right, right. But there's abs there. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just personal development is the exact same way. Mm-hmm. There's a leader inside you. There's just a bunch of crap around it that you got to unravel. Mm-hmm. And to me, that was my first eye-opener was like when you start seeing when – you, when you know that there's an Ed Milet that came out of here, when you know that your mentor Christopher Slayman came out of here, mm-hmm. when you start seeing – you know, other business partners in the industry, like, you know, and you're like, oh my God, all of these guys started where I started mm. and I did my first promotion. That was like, hey, you belong here. Mm. Wow, that's amazing. Okay, kind of shifting gears here now. Yeah. Um, what was the most lowest point of your career and how were you able to overcome that? Yeah, man. Oh, dude, I could talk about this one all day. <laughs> um, so, so a lot of people don't know this. Um, Early on, there was a period of time where I lived in my car. And so when people would ask me, where do you live? I tell, I jokingly tell people, I live in a beach house. But I wasn't <laughs> lying. I wasn't lying. Check this out. I would take my car and I'd park it at the beach and I'd wow. sleep there. Wow. I was a beach house, bro. Like, <laughs> put, the, put the windows down. I hear the breeze. Hey. But, but at that point, I had two things I can do. I can either cry and, and complain and and just be like, oh, the world is against me, or, or I can, hey, I'm here, but I'm not here to stay, bro. I'm here to, this is just, this is just a transition in my life, right? And I took that, that side of it. Mm -hmm. So at that point, that's actually where staying in the big came from, because I was always like, hey, what are your big goals and your big dreams? This is your big goals and your big dreams. I wanted to have this beach house. Sometimes I'd park in Bel Air, and I was just like, just to be around the houses. Nobody knew I was, nobody knew I was living in my car, dude. Right. But that, cause that was just my situation. That wasn't, that wasn't who I am. Mm-hmm. My, your, your identity is not based on your situation. Mm. And so that was, that to me was like the biggest reality. I was like, yes, I don't have any money. I don't have a place to live, but guess what? That's not who I am. Mm. You know who I am? I am this guy with the big goals and the big dreams. It was always this matter of, Hey, stay in the big, mm. like regardless of what happens in your life, Remember the big goals, remember the big pictures, and remember to always stay in the big. Hey. So for everyone out there, if you're going through some shit, hey, stay in the big. Hey, definitely. Oh, that was literally my next point. Like, what does stay in the big mean to you? But you just covered that. It's really awesome. Um, final questions. What is something that people might not know about you that you know that is true to yourself? No, oh, dude, I like food. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I um, enjoy isolation. Love, I, I, I give, I have a lot of energy to give, mm-hmm. but I love being alone. Mm. Like, like you, you asked me what's a good Friday night to me, right. dude, my room dark, like watching a basketball game, AC full blast and like phones off. Mm. Like, that's just, that's just, that's just something like eating pizza, dude. Right. <laughs> like, yeah, um, that's, that's, and to me what, what that is, it's a recharge moment. Mm. It's a recharge moment and 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 yes when i'm with people i'm there i'm in the moment i'm high energy and i'm i'm, I'm loving it right but right one of my favorite things to do is man i enjoy just like zenning out like just kind of like just being 
I'm, I'm a thinker. I enjoy thinking a lot. So for me, being in a quiet place, I don't listen to music. I don't listen to any music. Um, it's just not something because I, I, I like to keep my mind going. Right, right. Wow. And and to me, it's just that's one of the biggest things is that is that just because I'm high energy doesn't mean I'm not a thinker. I'm always thinking. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, definitely. If you're filling everybody's cup, you got to fill your own cup, right? So for sure. That for time. Sure. Um, for yourself and being able to, you know, reflect back and then, you know, when it's go time, it's go time, right? Yeah, definitely. Um, so basically, we're coming down to the end. Achieve. So I want to kind of explain to you how Achieve Greatness basically started. So yeah, I, I always wanted to become the best, like same thing with you, similar journey, want to become an entrepreneur. I always wanted to become the best version of myself. And something that really hit me like early on this year is that um, Kobe Bryant ended up passing away, right? Rest in yeah. peace, Mamba. We got the championship. But there, I just saw the legacy and the impact that he left. And it was yeah. just so amazing of how someone that just played basketball, ordinary basketball, but took himself to such a, like, a level of greatness yeah. where that he just transcended everybody and was able to impact so many people. And I just For love sure. this quote. And I want, I want your thoughts on it, right? So it's basically, Kobe Bryant says, the most important thing is to try to is to try and inspire others to do great in whatever they want to do as well. So, yeah. um, you know, you say stay in wow. the big. Um, yeah. I say achieve greatness, right? Become the best version of yourself so you can inspire others. I see yourself going through this journey and becoming the best version of yourself. Um, what's the legacy and the impact that you want to leave behind to others? Yeah. Um, have, you, have, you, have you seen, there's a, there's a musical called, um, why am I? Why am I forgetting the name of the musical? Um, it just came out on Disney. Um, oh, I, for, I'm, I don't know why I'm drawing a blank. Um, in, in the musical, he's talking about, he, he's talking about, he wants to become president. He never, it, it was like early on, um, founding fathers. Mm -hmm. And so he never accomplishes becoming a president, mm -hmm. but he's about to die. Mm -hmm. And he sings this song and he goes, it, it's in the middle of the song and, and he goes, uh, legacy, legacy. Now I see legacy wasn't meant for me to see legacy comes from those that are here after me mm. legacy. That is my legacy. So why do I say that for me, my, my, it was, I didn't know what have a why meant mm. that to me was like, have a why that's stupid. My family, duh. Like, yeah. like that's, like, it was this to me. I, that's cause that's not the language I come from. That's not something that. No one tells you in soccer, what's your why? Why do you want to win? <laughs> Nigga, I got to go score a goal. <laughs> like, like, it's just, it's just something. And so, so for me, for me was, okay, well, now my childhood is gone. I have to now, I'm an adult now. Hmm. What's my legacy going to be? And one thing um, I heard my let's say once, if you don't come from a wealthy family, will have a wealthy family come from you. Mm. And so and so for me, wealth doesn't necessarily meant just riches. Mm -hmm. Like you can have riches and not have wealth. Right. For me, wow. for me, wealth was what's the impact that you had with other people? Because that's legacy. What did you make people smile? Did you change people's life? On top of yes, there's you know the money and the houses and all of that. On on top of, of that, were you able to make an impact? So for me, the biggest thing I want to be remembered for is I have nephews, man. Mm. I don't ever want my nephews to be like, dude, Uncle Warner's a loser. You know, I want my nephews to be like, yo, Uncle Warner's the shiznit, bro. <laughs> like, I want, I want, I wrote a letter to my wife and kids. I, by the way, I don't even know who the hell they are. <laughs> I, I don't know who I'm going to marry, and I don't have any kids. Warner's single, letter, guys. <laughs> <laughs> but I wrote a, <laughs> but I wrote a letter to her. Right. I, I remember saying, I, I was, I was, at the time, I was like in one of my low points. And I was like, babe, this is for you. This is for the kids. This is so that you don't ever have to work a day in your life. This is so that my mom and my dad can retire. Mm. They've, we've never owned a home, dude. Like to me, that's like everything to me. Mm. And it's just like when people are like, hey, what's financial freedom mean to you? Sleeping in my own room in my own bed, bro. Mm. Like, because I never had that growing up. So it meant more than just oh, you know, ha having the accolades and having all that. Dude, it meant I could change the trajectory of my family. My nephews will never have to have this poor identity of themselves because they see their uncle. They're like, dude, I can accomplish anything I can. Mm -hmm. And it's this, this mindset of 
my parents re- literally risk their life to be in this country. Mm-hmm. Dude, I'm not risking my life to be a business owner. Mm. Like, like, like my legacy is going to go beyond that. Why I owe it to them. It's not mm. even about me, dude. Mm-hmm. And so, so for me, legacy, what it means is it's leadership. <laughs> it's, it's a leadership is, what is it? Leadership is not thinking less of yourself. Mm. leadership is thinking of yourself less so like it's not even about me dude right. it's about everybody else wow man i'm fired up right now <laughs> wow definitely so wow man that's that hits home really deep and um thank you very much for your time um this is the chief greatness podcast i just want to know what's your definition of greatness my definition of greatness is hey man look it doesn't matter where where you are in your life and where you end up, so long as you kept going moving forward. Lucille Ball has one of the, my, my favorite quotes of all time, and it says, I'd rather live a, a life filled with failures than live a life filled with regret. Mm. So, hey, guys, don't don't wait 10 years and say, I regret not doing this. Do it now. If you fail, oh, well, at least you tried it. Right. At least you gave it a shot. I, ne- I wasn't even close to making it to play professional soccer, but mm-hmm. I gave it a shot. Mm-hmm. I gave it a shot. I gave it my all. I don't, that's not a regret I have in my life. Mm. Business, I don't know where this is going to take me. I know it's taking me far, but well, you know what I do know, guys? That this won't be a regret in my life. Hey, so, so live a life filled with failures, not a life filled with regret, and you'll find greatness in that. Woo! Awesome. Awesome message. And if everybody wants to find out more about Warner, where can they find you and where can they hear this crazy message so they can get I'm right here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm right here. Uh, you can find me at Instagram at, at Warner Trejo. Um, I have my link tree on there. I've been featured in a couple, couple been featured on uh, magazine, uh, media magazine on the Los Angeles Tribune, um, several pod, several different other podcasts. So that's where I'm more, most active. Shoot me a DM. I'm always open to interacting, um, meeting new people. And I really want to thank Coda. Appreciate you for this this amazing opportunity. This was fun. Of course, no problem. Thank you so yeah, much. Brother. Yeah. So with that being said, hope everybody's fired up. If you're driving, you know, get out of the car, maybe do some push-ups and get yes, going. And with that being said, keep on achieving greatness. Take care. Bye.